Welcome back to another egg cracking, web spitting, moth to a flame episode of the show where this week we are returning to one of the original kaiju matchups across series and one that will spawn its own Heisei series in time. This is Kaiju versus History Godzilla versus Mothra. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your twin cutie cosmos, Miles, spreading moth pixie dust. And joining me is a larval kaiju burrowing up from under your city streets, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing this week? I'm Batra Man. <laughs> Batman, but Batra. <laughs> uh, I'm, do- I'm doing well. Uh, th- th- this is the introduction of Batra, correct? Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, so I thought. This is I was like, only... I haven't seen him before, so yeah. <laughs> This is the only Batra. We, does we does get. Batra not pop up in a Mothra film? I don't think so. No, I had huh. Desgadira and there's a couple others, but yeah, I don't think Mothra fights like another moth bean. It's been so, a while since I've watched The Return. <laughs> yes, and as Patrick said at the top of the show, we are looking at 1992's Godzilla versus Mothra, a mm-hmm. switch up from the original title. Of their matchup in 1964, Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah, Big G we, gets the top billing. Yeah, well, the hero got the top billing in that one. And this 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 franchise is this era is weirder than I remember because I'm like so much of it. Godzilla's not the good guy, or is more like a a he's less of force of nature and more of a Hulk. We we brought that up in the versus Ghidorah movie. Yeah, it's been a while since I've I've, I've watched the Heisei films, maybe a couple of years and. I didn't was, remember him being as antagonistic the entire time. Really me either. It up. Like, uh, I mean, versus Ghidorah, there's moments where, like, there's that kind of Showa-ish ness. But mm-hmm. I, I guess also because, and we're this is going to take uh, place over the next couple weeks, actually, because this is the segment of the the era that I feel like it's overlooked the most. Like. Mm-hmm. Even when talking to kaiju, casual kaiju fans who are, you know, fans who like kaiju but haven't, you know, fully dove in, but mm-hmm. know enough, the takeaways typically are Godzilla versus Biolante and Godzilla versus Destoroya and often Space Godzilla as well, whether for positive or negative. It's the three, you know, new monsters that yeah. s- seem to take conversation. And I, I do have a little bit to say about that as I mean, th- we talk this about this movie. This one's got a new monster in it. It's got Batra. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it does. Even but though it's the, just but like it's not a marquee monster. And like it's not, Mothra. It's not, <laughs> yeah, got, Godzilla versus Batra versus Mothra here. No, uh, but no. well, let's but, talk about that. Well, uh-huh. Patrick, what's in a title? Yeah, no, no Batra in any of the alternative titles from from around the world. The, this Heisei not series. Not even on the poster. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about the poster in, in a moment. I believe one of the the VHS cover had Batra on it. I'm, I'm looking mm. at Wiki, Wikizilla right now. But we're we're in the Heisei series, which is also known as the Versus series, because most of the titles in this series have Versus or Tai in the the title in in Japanese TAI, which is like you know Versus or Against. And of course, this one's no different. The Japanese title is Gojira Tai Mosura, and we know what that means. But 
it, it had some different titles all over the world. Really like the one from from Hong Kong here, uh, Godzilla's Dragon War of the Four Seas. <laughs> but, all right, uh, not not really any dragons, but Butterfly Dragon Mothra was another title in Thailand. Uh, this Germany gets weird. <laughs> Germany? Oh, we're, we're just skipping down to Germany. <laughs> I mean, the others are like variation, but yeah, we can go the others if you want. Well, I was just about to say the other this did not theatrically release in the United States, but so it didn't get, I guess, confused. It, it did have a subtitle here when it released on VHS as Godzilla and Mothra, the battle for Earth, because when they re-released Mothra versus Godzilla, I believe they just called it <laughs> confusingly enough Godzilla versus Mothra. <laughs> so they, oh they, they had to. Yeah tack something on for for this and for the Australian release, which is just uh, Godzilla versus Matha battle for for Earth. Uh, what, what What's the Japanese title? I'm not even seeing it on my list here. Well, oh, I'm, yes. I'm not seeing it, your list either. No, it, it is. It is here. It is. Uh, and, and this is one that's going to come back and we'll talk about it with some of the other Heisei series films. Godzilla Battle of the Saurian Mutants. Confider Saurier Mutaten. Mutant. Mutantin, <laughs> which I, I don't know where, you know, like Saurian came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that that comes back as a I, I think in the next couple movies as which, you know, kind of makes sense for at least versus Mechagodzilla, because in that movie you have Rodan, who is very much a mutated dinosaur. And they kind of talk about it in that film. Oh, what else? Return of the Dinosaur, the Russian title <laughs> doesn't really it's right to it, I guess. It's what, I mean, yeah, Return of the Moth, more than anything. The, the Godzilla's been here for a while. Return of the Moth. Uh, yeah, the, the main poster that I, I think most people know is... Do I not have it here? Am I? Gorgeous painting. Notes. I see a poster. Yeah, it, it's the Noriyoshi Orai poster, mm-hmm. and he did most of the, the poster art for the Japanese releases of the Heisei films. This one and also Mega Godzilla next week, I think we're done well in advance of production starting on the film. It's possible. So, yeah, it's possible that these paintings were done with a different script in mind. And th- this one might be a good example of that because on the poster we have two larval Mothra hatching out of the single egg. And that, like I said, it could have been a relic from another script where maybe that happened. Maybe, you know, maybe we saw the birth of Batra or something like that. Yeah. Or, or Batra is like an evil clone, or maybe there were two at one point in the script and, and one dies and the other one transforms. Uh, it could also just be an homage to the er- earlier Mothra versus Godzilla, where, of course, there were two larval Mothras who kind of mirrored the twin Shobujin in that. But yeah, Batra is not on that poster. And Go- Godzilla is looking pretty small, I think, by comparison. I don't know if this is a good yeah. <laughs> uh, size comparison of Mothra and, and Godzilla on the poster. It is a great looking poster, though. It is. It's a fantastic poster. I mean, they all are. I so I want. I'm trying to figure out where where to talk about this because I, I want to talk about the nature of this because they, I mean they, they made this movie and, and and the last one and the next one kind of in response to the fact that Godzilla versus Bialante did not inspire massive ticket sales and yeah, yeah they 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 they're, want they're, to continue to play movie, it safe a little bit 
this movie and and this and this era and that maybe it's why I I don't I think some of these movies aren't talked about as much as this this pocket era of the Heisei era very much feels like shut up and play the hits and this movie <laughs> in particular feels like shut up and play the hits because it it very much feels like a reboot remake of Mothra versus Godzilla. Well, there's you know whether I call them callbacks or homages, there are several scenes that are depicted you know basically just reshoots reskins of what happens in mothra versus yes. godzilla and i'm for the most part okay with that but that movie was a 10 out of 10 for me <laughs> that's i think one of the best Showa era films and i don't think this one really measures up completely to that well, and for, for a few reasons and it, it's not about the introduction of batra who i kind of like i mean but d- design wise cool the feels, feels stapled on in a few uh mm-hmm. bits it very much places. feels like we need another monster to to spice things up well it's so funny in, in other parts of the movie it feels like this is a mothra origin story and then godzilla just kind of shows up and and mucks things up and it kind of is in a way because like i said at the the top there this is going to get basically three sequels it's in its yeah, own Ma- Mothra gets her own, own trilogy. series yeah which is pretty good for like kids kaiju movies uh, I'm mm-hmm. excited to go back and, and revisit them it's it's been some time as well since I've seen those. yeah so I, I guess this is where I want to bring this up before we dive into some of the production stuff and it mm-hmm. actually might help inform this conversation because I'm purely going off of how I feel I I tend and you you know this about me from many conversations that we've had I often tend to feel that Anytime that a studio like takes fans or fan response in mind, it's bad for the art. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, I always feel like we get something watered down. And, and this, this and the last movie feel very much like that. Like, yeah, yeah, here's, here's your Godzilla versus Mothra. I'm like, yeah, but you're not really saying much with these movies. And this one especially feels very much like, you know, a, like I said, a remake of the original film, more, more than just calling back. And, and some of the stuff I do do very much like in this movie, but I, I just feel like anytime, uh, look, and myself included, fans, we always think we know better. And 99% of the time, we do not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like I just, and this is me, I just, I feel like when they are like, obviously they want a movie to do well. This is a franchise. This is, this is more than just, oh, we're making a, a film like th- th- this is this is the money maker. I get that, but and you know, it, churning out it did very well. It, it I, I, and well, people love Mothra, so there's that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so seeing Mothra again on the on the on the big screen, who by the way looks amazing. Yeah, it's sometimes it's divisive with people whether or not they like this more cute and cuddly uh, version of Mothra. Uh, this version it, of Mothra rules. I think it looks great. Yeah. So I just. It's something I kept thinking about watching versus Ghidorah. It kind of popped in my head, but because it's such a wild take, it really rang in this one and not so much in next week's film, uh, which I, I I'll bring up up a little bit. But yeah, for this this entire time, I was like, man, this just feels like like I said, this feels like shut up and play the hits. And they did. It's a I know it's a this was a crowd pleasing movie at the time, but I feel like no one ever talks about this film. Yeah, it is very much kind of a not a forgotten film, but like no one, no one ever brings this one up. Yeah, it is, you know, almost like in the middle of the the Heisei series. 
and it is that money-making middle of Ghidorah and versus Mothra. Uh, but what you're talking about is, is bowing down to kind of fan reactions is indeed, like you said, versus Biolante didn't do super well. And after screenings of that film, audience members in Japan were polled about who their favorite Godzilla monsters were. So they're getting direct feedback from peoples that actually went to see a Godzilla movie. And mm. amongst boys, the number one monster at that time was King Ghidorah. So that was what the next movie, you know, a few years later, we eventually got. And a a very similar poll early in the 1990s, maybe after versus Ghidorah or around that time, saw Mothra as the number one foe selected for women. And there was a little bit of a changing demographic, I think, in and around that time where uh, female audience members became the majority of the movie going audience. So a lot of studios in Japan kind of wanted to cater to them. And that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's where we get, I think, this film with Mothra as the, the lead monster, really, and Godzilla kind of almost in, in a ancillary <laughs> antagonistic role. And I need, I need to get also, that time traveling technology from versus King Ghidorah to go back in time. When these polls are being done and just <laughs> Jerry rig it to King Cesar, King Cesar, King Cesar. <laughs> no, please. Hedra, if anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want no. I, look. We both know that we both loved versus Hedera and Hedera mm-hmm. got a new short film recently, but like my, my man, my man, KC hasn't got nothing. I, I can see why they would want to do this. It also kind of affects the story for, for next week's episode versus Mecha Godzilla too, because you have like much more of a focus on romance between like the two main characters. I would say more so than really any other kaiju film maybe since invasion of asher monster which had a lot of that that um, human plot in it yeah i mean yeah and, and we can we can kind of uh, start to get it we also in this movie have okay so last last time in versus king Ghidorah, we had a a total riff on t2 and this this time we gotta crack them whips because Indiana Jones has joined the ranks. <laughs> yes, there are scenes in <laughs> versus Mothra which are lifted directly out of Raiders, directly out of Temple of Doom. You've got a, a rope bridge that snaps and has your main characters kind of <laughs> uh, not quite as uh, tall a cliff over a river. <laughs> but no, it, it was like twenty down. feet. So I'm like, just just jump. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be all right. You can just jump there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, then, but the op- the opening uh, with him grabbing the the idol and uh-huh. then running <laughs> the as everything's collapsed. Him. Oh, it's it's but it's so fun. And then you know we also have the 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 guy the guns to the head because you know he's considered a thief. But they flat out just yeah, archaeologists are thieves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoy the beginning of this movie and the introduction of our our main characters who are ex-husband their ex-husband and wife and that is a hilarious point that is brought up almost immediately yeah so takuya fujito is played by tetsuya beso he's our 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 main male lead and his ex-wife the 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 female protagonist of the film is uh, masako tezuka played by satomi kobayashi yes and i also feel like they they 
they definitely soften up the movie. They also make it a little bit more like an anime. Like when he feels, mm-hmm. when he finds out that he might be in jail for 15 years, it is very, uh, ah! kind what? of reaction. <laughs> and I, I thought that was, it was funny, but also distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a good amount of humor in this movie. And, you know, some of the adventure that was in the original Mothra versus Godzilla, I think that movie, you know, played it a little more straight, even though it had a a purely comedic cast member in. Uh, oh, gosh, what what was his name? <laughs> the guy that, that did all the fighting in the movie. <laughs> oh, um, oh, gosh, what, I can't remember what his name is um, in the film. It was like the big tuna or something. <laughs> along the Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we also get uh, the re- return of Megumi Odaka. Yes, 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 yes. So, so there, there's some legacy need... kind of characters. I, he's playing a different character though in this this movie, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Miki. Oh yeah, Miki, Miki. I, I thought you were so, talking about the. Um, th- there, there are some. No, we we do have some legacy show actors. actors. Yeah. Uh, yes. Akira Takarada is is in the film. He was in Mothra versus. He's in Godzilla. Godzilla. He was obviously in the original Gojira. But yeah, yeah, I think I, this it's, is his like last official I one. Think, I, I think you're right. So I need you to tell me something, buddy, because I must have stepped away for for coffee at some point. I watched I was watching this er, uh, early one morning. And so I I, I, I I had to have happened when I went to to the kitchen to grab co- uh, fill up my coffee cup because I don't understand how Miki is related to anybody here. Like she just oh. kind of appears. Yeah, she. So did uh, I miss something, or did they just not explain it? She has a a psychic link to, to, to Godzilla. <laughs> that part I understand, but like she just pops up with Masako. Yeah, like she's like, is she babysitting her kid or something? I'm I'm a little confused by that as well. I don't care. Okay, okay, I, so, okay. I enjoy. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't care. I mean, that, that's a script problem. But like, I just I want to make sure that I didn't miss something because like all of a sudden she's there. And I'm like, oh cool. There's Miki. Uh, well, where did she come from? Also, and this holds true for uh, every every iteration uh, of this franchise with Miki. She always seems much more concerned about Godzilla's welfare than anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and that continues to grow over the next couple of movies, which is pretty awesome. They continue to, you know, which, build build her up. Um, although they 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 have a, a little bit of a swing and a miss in in the next film, but you know, I mean, it, she's handled as awkwardly uh, awkwardly there as she is here, and it's, it's it's certainly not her fault. She does she does a killer job, but she's a great actress. This is a great character. I, and I feel like this this character, as we're we're getting to know her and seeing how concerned she is for Godzilla's welfare, does seem to inform my little conspiracy theory about Godzilla kind of being trapped in her, his own body. I mm-hmm. feel like she she certainly empathizes with Godzilla to some some extent, and that's that's shown in her facial uh, expressions when she's watching Godzilla fight. And I I, I find her character so interesting because she is innately concerned. But she also joins the G force, so I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, and and part of that is you know they're trying to take Godzilla out like hardcore in the next film, especially. But she she joins on, oh maybe make it painless. Maybe she wants to to help out in, in that respect. Yeah. But she she also has you know obviously a, a a large duty to to Japan, and and that's like her main character. You know, problems uh, throughout the series is fe- feeling for both Godzilla and her people. 
And before we dive uh, more into the production history, I, I, I do want to also talk about, you know, I mentioned before this one doesn't doesn't feel as uh, pointed a film uh, in its remake nature. But this film does do something uh, a lot of a lot of places were doing around the late 80s, early 90s. And it reminded me of a time when it wasn't um, in one specific political aisle. It was a general awareness thing. But when people were actively concerned about the environment and the human impact, like mm-hmm. I remember being in like second or third grade and like we we were putting on like little like environmental awareness plays and stuff very oh, yeah. similar to like these kind of things of, well, of you know, we, acid, uh, acid rain and, and deforestation and stuff like that was a real concern at this time. I remember very specifically in the early 90s raising money to buy plots of land in the Amazon mm-hmm. rainforest. Yep. And I'm just yeah. wondering, wondering how much like a, a class of third graders could really <laughs> save up. <laughs> how many acres do we, do we really buy? But it, it did make me nostalgic for a time when our, our kindergarten nation could actively agree like, hey, hey, we should not destroy where we live. And oh, no, we have to. Oh, we have to make it a a, a dogmatic sports political thing. OK, cool. Um, I I was like, oh, man, this this movie gets props for that because it leans heavy into, hey, humans are the problems. And the stuff that they echo from the original Mothra Godzilla, honestly, as as critical as I am about basically remaking the movie works so well here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little less kind of oh, from the original Mothra and Mothra versus Godzilla, a little less adventure and a little more of the kind of like tried and true Kaiju story. Uh, I guess that the rest of the Heisei movies have, have been thus far, but you still have the inclusion of the, Little cuties who who <laughs> the Shobajin are are renamed to the Cosmos in, yeah. in this film, played by uh, Keiko Imamura and uh, Sayaka Osawa, and v- very famously, these two are not twins. <laughs> They're right. very very similar looking girls. And now, are they also singers? Were they singing on the on the the track? So I'm not sure if that's like their main profession, but they were allowed to do a new recording of the the Mothra theme for that Mothra theme slaps. It was really good in this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, we we have uh, Akira Ifukube back and I know that speaking of someone who's shutting up and playing the hits. Well, that that track wasn't his originally, but he. No, no, no. I'm talking about Ikafube's score for this this era in general yeah but i i mean that's one thing i want to point out before we get too far into it is music is great in this movie i think the the rearrangement of mothra's theme that the that yeah the mothra song it's it's good in this one it's as the series progresses where ikafube just kind of toasts Mm -hmm. i feel like and yeah like you said uh the the rearrangement of a mothra's theme was was so good and there's some really, really solid moments here and there. There's not a lot of original music, I feel mm-hmm. like, in this one. But uh, how did you feel about um, the remix of the Little Cutie's origin? Yeah, I mean, I think it, because... Or the Cosmos. Uh, yeah, I guess the, are, these aren't supposed to be the same two, right? From, from Right, Mothra because this, this, this is, this this is, is like a, a, a legacy sequel. Yeah, this, this is... You know, starting with Return of Godzilla, the Showa era never happened outside of 54. So the the yeah. other little cuties, the show or Shobajin, never happened for, for, for continuity purposes. Yeah, it's so silly. I I I I really wish they had done a 
a somewhat inclusive. I feel like they do that in the Millennium series where a few of the films do cherry pick or recognize. <laughs> yeah, like for some reason, Gargantua's is canon to like the GMK movie or something. Yeah, and <laughs> like, well, Final Wars, happens. I think, is like is kind of Grant Morrison's at like where it's like everything happened, <laughs> including the 1998 Godzilla for yes. some reason. <laughs> yes, sir. I don't oh, know no, why that, that but... has one of my favorite just complete smackdowns. <laughs> but like, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the production history, because, yeah, there there is a. Oh gosh, what's the phrase I want to use? But I can't remember what it is. But there is a monster who has just never, never gotten their their appearance, and yeah. it was supposed to happen with this film. Yeah, th- this film's production started, I think, maybe even before Versus Ghidorah came out, and you can see it online if you search on Toho Kingdom, for example, as like uncompleted projects, Godzilla versus Bagan. And yeah, Mothra so Be- versus Began is another. There's know. like seven or eight movies yeah. that this character was supposed to have appeared in. And if you get one of the uh, the the um, the kaiju book, uh, the lost the lost films, like there mm-hmm. is extensive stuff written about this character. This character has a design. Like oh, plenty of designs. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like a demonic looking creature, maybe. F- you know, fire based. A lot of the the art has them kind of like <laughs> in and around lava and and fire, but it kind of and looks it, like uh, one of the in Super Godzilla, the video game. It is in the video game. That's like one of the only you know quote unquote official releases that has has Bacon in it. But it kind of has a a humanoid shape. It, it definitely looks like there would be someone pseudomating the the creature and kind of swept back wings along it but very demonic looking Mm -hmm. design um but yeah one of the original plots was for a potential mothra versus began series and a lot of the ideas that uh, began kind of came up with would get recycled into destoroya yes and for sure uh, yeah, so with, with versus Biolante underperforming, they they did not want to make a, a brand new character, and I, I, I don't think had. I don't think they were confident enough in just Mothra to do a Mothra versus another monster movie. So that's where we kind of get a, a mishmash. We have a the, you know the the formula after versus Ghidra is get a classic monster or sometimes two, and maybe one new monster or new design and. Pit him against Godzilla. So we have Mothra and Godzilla. And then Batra shows up in, in this film, which, like I said, I really enjoy Batra. I think it's a, a nice addition to there's not too many like brand new monsters in the Heisei series. So you got to appreciate it's, what we have. Yeah, there's three of them. Well, I, three and a half. <laughs> uh, what One thing I did want to talk about the production of this movie, just doing the research. I don't know why this I think this was on. IMDb's trivia page was while he was touring Japan, <laughs> Tim Burton popped over to the Toho lot to, <laughs> to I mean to check in on the production of this film. I am not surprised at all. And like the photo, you gotta look up this photo because like very, very rarely do you get a photo of like Tim Burton absolutely cheesing, and he is clearly super stoked to be standing next to Godzilla. Yeah. Like it's a very, very cool photo. And I mean, if I were Tim Burton touring Japan, I'd be like, hey, y'all are making a Godzilla movie. Let me uh, let me, let me, me hang out. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. Most using definitely. that Batman cred. <laughs> uh, and an, another, you know, famous director that visited the set is right before he passed away. Ashiro Honda came and and visited the production. I think you know, kind of like the more technical side, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this production was blessed by by some some great directors and yeah they they started up i think like i said even before versus king Ghidorah came out because this movie and the next two are all within like one year of one another i think in their their release it's just december of that year <laughs> this one came out in 1992 versus mega godzilla comes out in the like the same week in one year later in 1993 versus space godzilla is 94 and of course versus destroya 95 so they're really pumping them out which Hey, no complaints here. <laughs> no complaints whatsoever, Miles. No, I mean, I, I wish there were more of them, to be honest. Like, as as critical as I, I, I want to be, because I want to add that to this, you know, this this is this is we're eating good in the neighborhood, y'all. This mm-hmm. is this is this is that good stuff. And we 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 line up some quality kaiju films in the 90s. And and this this it doesn't get better until recently of like this era of kaiju cinema where like you have this and the mock films and the gamma films and some of the weird movies that come out in the states like the the tremors that patrick's wife told him he was incorrect about his rating it's too low but yeah we we are we are just in, in, we have an embarrassment of riches at this point in like it makes it honestly a little easier to be critical because okay cool i saw a movie that i give straight tens to this one is a little bit okay. I, I can be critical about this, but, but that said, the lens we're looking at these movies is so different than what we were in the '80s or the '70s or, God forbid, the '50s. Like <laughs> we we yeah. are all already at a baseline good for most of these movies. Yeah, and that, that's the hard thing is our scores are evolving as we continue through time. So, an eight in the 1990s is very different from an eight in the 1950s, for example, you know, right. I, well, I well, also, necessarily... I was so desperate for anything of quality that it could be, it could be a six, but oh, compared to some of them twos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that, you know, the, the great thing about the Godzilla movies that are connected to one another or kind of came out with the same production teams is they all feel like they're, you know, part of the same thing. So it makes mm-hmm. rating them and reviewing them next to one another a little bit more of an easier job. Unfortunately, in the 1990s, you also have, I think, someone who might have tried to get the direct director's chair for this movie. You have the the director and the technical team behind the Gamera series go over to uh, Toei. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and pitch their own revival for for that series, and that throws off the like. If it was just Godzilla in the nineties, then I think they would have dominated. But he's he's yeah, he's got and, another match up. But again. yeah, Gamer shows up, and uh, I mean, spoiler alert, give, gives three of the best films in the franchise. Like, yeah. just knocks it out of the park consistently. And time has been, I mean, time's been kind to all of these, but like, time has been supremely kind to the Heisei Gamera films. Uh, that era box set is just mm, nice. Let, let's get into the technicals of this film and some of the things that do hold up very well 
from Pseudomation to mm-hmm. miniatures. One of the fun things, I think, about the Mothra films is almost always you get to see that transformation going from, you know, the larval form to the Imago flying forms. And when we get into the Mothra trilogy, uh, Return of Mothra trilogy, you even get to see more forms after that. They Mothra like transforms into a further <laughs> kind of monstrous form, which is which is a lot of fun. But yeah, in, in all of them, there's there's miniatures and wire work for a lot of these models and, and flying forms. But we get suit actors in the at least in one of the larval forms in Batra, Hurricane Ryu, Hurricane is 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 in that suit, which is a lot of fun. And of course, as always in the Heisei series, Ken Pachiro Setsuma is back as Godzilla. And yeah, they, they did a redesign on the Mothra the flying Mothra. So it, it looks a little less insectoid, I would say, or maybe a little less bug like and a little more kind of larva form. No, the flying form, a little more oh, the flying form. Fluffy, I mean, um, it, it is certainly furrier. It's still, I mean, there's a moth, a giant legit moth on my door right now. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I mean, up screen door. And so, I mean, like I, it still looks like a moth, but it's just, yeah, it, it is. It is a little furrier and I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. a lot of insects do have some of those cilia. So, like, I mean, it's it's fine. I, I, I it certainly isn't a cause for me to criticize the design. But just just because uh, Mothra, someone who many people already thought was cute, is a little cuter and more colorful. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have no no notes. I think that design looks incredible. I think the suit looks great, which is something that Mothra's suits haven't always been able to say. Um, this this suit looks looks fantastic i love the uh the blue eyes when they light up and stuff like they're they're just really cool yeah i mean i i much prefer this to to the showa era even though i do think they're they're both very good i think this one oh yeah is just i mean it's ready to be turned into a a plushie <laughs> it's ready to be toyified uh, i'm pretty sure i have one yeah i was about to say it's it's perfect for that and yeah, it's it's, you know, the pop of color that we don't normally get in the kaiju design world. And mm-hmm. where else are you going to do it? But here, what about speaking Batra, of color? Yeah, Batra Batra's, I mean, you know, got storm. a base darker color, but also some great oranges and mm-hmm. uh, yellows like just a really, really cool, like anti Mothra. Yeah, and- it's it's a little more black. Uh, uh, Mothra gets orange and mm-hmm. yeah like, like you said I, I would say yellow is is more yellow and red is is more batra's colors it it looks very metal it looks like yes. what if mothra had a metal head cousin it, it, it's <laughs> it's like if if the the cover artist for meatloaf's bat out of hell was asked to design mothra that oh. that's what come up i gotta um, say but even more than the imago form i really really enjoy larval batra i i think mm-hmm. it's a such a huge improvement over the the silkworm design of of martha's larva yeah well so let's talk a little bit about batra it's because like metal centipede or caterpillar <laughs> i got i got very confused about the relationship between mothra and batra so from yes. what we are told there was kind of a, an ancient civilization kind of a, a basis for atlantis or or whatever or uh was the moo you know something something to that effect and the scientists learned to control the weather. And, and Mothra was the guardian of Earth. But the Earth was offended by this and created Batra 
as a response. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Batra, well, you know, laid waste to that civilization. And then uh, after that, Mothra kind of had to, you know, put Batra down. But I, I, I was confused whether these things were opposing forces because mm-hmm. since they're both guardians of Earth, and then when they well, pop up, they're they're teaming up. And then they're not teaming up and they're fighting. And then they're, and then Miki translates for all of us. Oh, they're friends now. And this is where the script kind of loses me a little bit because that the whole Batra Mothra relationship is murky at best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's confusing a lot of the movie. Yeah. Well, plot wise, like I said, this does feel like it wants to be the Mothra origin story for the Heisei era. And if it was, you have a perfect kind of foil in this dark Mothra and in Batra. From what I gathered, Mothra is more like the people's protector. So the the, the rock. The, yeah, the show. <laughs> yeah, give them the, the people's uh, uh, fairy dust wing. <laughs> but no, it, it they Mothra was, was created to protect the people of the Earth. And when they became super advanced and they made this technology that could control things the earth made its own champion so the undertaker and <laughs> yes i guess <laughs> i guess if we're gonna find a, a wrestler that is like batra so yeah someone's got to come in to to take them out and while mothra did win and sealed batra in the like arctic ice or, or whatever it is in this film i mean uh, i think batra was able to destroy whatever technology this yes. ancient civilization had. So. Yeah, they, they they wrecked that civilization. Yeah. and things and were like in a, an equilibrium. And I guess Batra was able to rest until the pollution or whatever well, melted not... the the ice caps and let. Well, they, let they, it there was a comet. What, right. Isn't oh, the right. com- comet freed? Which I, th- I think is the comic. So we've had a lot of like computer simulation stuff, which mm-hmm. were all like computer generated, but. Is the comet the first CGI effect, like proper like CGI effect that we've had in a kaiju film? I mean, there's a bunch that just like are you, you, you know what I mean by, by CGI effect. I'm not talking but, about yeah, yeah. The, yeah I'm talking about a full like. There's a lot of simulations that they show in these movies on right. On this is the first like actual CG like oh this is a thing that's happening on screen. Yeah, yeah. The comic both wakes up Godzilla in the beginning of the movie and unleashes Batra. Batra. And yeah, I don't know if Godzilla is just kind of like a territorial jerk in this film, but somehow, yeah, Batra and Mothra realize they maybe have more in common than, you know, differences between them. And they, they team up on which Godzilla, which it, I, I mean, it feels as weird as when it happens in GMK, you know, in uh, right. <laughs> Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, where, or Ghidorah is the good guy <laughs> and King Ghidorah and is it Angiris in that movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all team up. It's like, what? It just it feels wrong. Like, it's so cool, weird. but it feels wrong. Yeah, yeah. So and so uh, this 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 actually what you brought up where they team up, they end up teaming up against Godzilla because we mentioned the kind of environmentalist skew that this movie has. It made me wonder if in this one for the first time, Godzilla is representing like the humans and like because it's a you know a nuclear awake awakened creature kind of representing more the industrialization whereas you have these two defenders of earth who are trying to balance out everything and we get all this all these examples on screen of deforestation Mm -hmm. and you know wasting things and nuclear waste and 
it makes me wonder if they were like wanted to flip the script on what Godzilla represents in this movie. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that they they went this route. It's something that kind of becomes the main thesis of the legendary Godzilla movies is these Titans are ancient defenders of the planet of Mm -hmm. nature or, you know, you know, various parts of nature and they step in to correct imbalances. And unfortunately humans are an imbalance in a lot of places, but yeah, in the, like I said, in the original films, it seems like Mothra was connected to people and Godzilla was just kind of his own agent chaos. But yeah, in this movie, he he becomes kind of the the bad guy uh, again, and it, yeah. it does feel feel odd. It does feel like you know it. Mothra and Godzilla should have teamed up at some point in this to to fight bad to fight something but, else. Yeah, yeah, just doesn't happen. I, I would have preferred that, but at the same time, like Godzilla, like was kind of overpowering both these bugs at different points. So it's <laughs> like, I mean, if it was just Godzilla versus Batra, I'd be night yeah. night. Pa- so power like, scaling wise, this makes sense as they yeah. they have to take take them on and and they do. They're they're able to. You know, they, they don't do something as lame as just spin a web around him and uh, he just lays there and kind of takes it. They bring him out to sea and, and drop him, drop him he hard. Gets but, dropped in the ocean. All <laughs> but yeah, Batra <laughs> gets taken out as well, which is isn't that how it ended with King Ghidorah? He just gets dropped in the ocean. Y- yeah, with, with the <laughs> Mecha King Ghidorah. This is technically a new suit for Godzilla in this movie called Bato Goji. Um, the Bio Goji suit once more was stolen from Toho Studios. <laughs> they really need to just lock up the suit. yeah, just lock it. Have five doors between anyone taking it. It showed up in you know it was found by a woman out in a a bamboo forest, I think, near Tokyo Bay. You know, having been exposed to the weather, was in a sorry state. So they used my favorite Godzilla suit to film some of the water scenes in this film. So you do see some slight differences between Godzilla when he's in the water and uh, mm-hmm. city fights at the, the end. But yeah, yeah, they, they did do some repairs before they put it back on, on screen. But this is, I think going to be the last movie that they use by Ogojion and it would, it would get its well-earned retirement after this. The, the same designer for both Larval and Imago versions of Mothra were designed by Keizo Marasi, who also made many of the suits in the Showa era Godzilla films, made the original Mothra, original King Ghidorah. So it was very well accustomed to the, the wire work, but both the Heisei King Ghidorah and Mothra, they, they were much more involved marionettes, and it, it shows... You know, there's there's a lot more points of articulation, movement, and I mean, I think those scenes where, when Mothra is flying around are some of the best looking of kind of flying kaiju that we ever get, you know, until I guess until we, we get some crazy VFX and uh, <laughs> special effects CGI <laughs> suits. But as far as miniatures and suitmation goes, it looked it looked really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, a bit of a, a you know a more appealing design for Mothra for, for women, for children. Like I said, it looks like a, a stuffed animal, but um, yeah, they, they, they did a good job to make some more of the, the wing flapping. I feel in the Heisei series. Yeah, it's it's kind a little of inconsistent. Realistic. 
it, yeah. it does until people are below. Right, because right. The entire time I'm like, they would have all just been like, just blasted. I'm like, <laughs> you see like a, a giant, like like a, almost like a giant like hair hair blow dryer. It's like lightly blow people's hair. I'm like, no, 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 y'all would be against the wall. <laughs> that that's something that they did very well in the original Rodan movie. You know, just mm-hmm. showed how it's basically like a hurricane when this creature flies over. But it, exactly. Yeah, and here I, it's I like, oh, it's a gentle sure. light breeze because Mothra can do no wrong. <laughs> Oh, uh, some other cast and crew I want to mention before we we move on here. Um, besides Akira Takarada, if you are a fan of Ultraman in, in the show, uh, a fan of which we DJ's are, <laughs> this had three actors in kind of smaller roles in this film from the original series. Uh, Susume Karube, who played Hayata, the, the human host of Ultraman. Saburo Shinoda, who played Kataro, who I think was the chief. and. Uh, also a human host in Ultraman Tarot, um, and Akiji Kobayashi, who played oh no, that 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 was the, the captain, Captain Mora from from the original series. All of them had had smaller parts in this film. I think one is a professor of of geology. And let's see, Asusuma Kurobe plays the chief of staff for for the Air Force. The Japanese Defense Forces. This is the last film that you will see them kind of like depicted in the I think in the Heisei era and potentially into the Millennium series. There was a bit of a controversy in the making of this movie because at one point, obviously, they are there to try and take down Godzilla. Right. And they, they fire a weapon and, and hit Godzilla. Or maybe they hit Mothra and like a, a child on the street. <laughs> uh says something along the line of no you're hurting them you're the bad guys now and uh they, they took that personally and that is why they won't be in the rest of these Godzilla movies and they'll be replaced with the 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 UNG force CC yeah G force and other kind of made up military forces which I prefer I really I really I, like I, I like I like the the G force yeah but it, that that's something I didn't know before doing the research here is like this was the the last film <laughs> where that happens. Do, do you have a favorite scene or favorite part of this this movie? I mean, with this one, I mean, the battles do look great. The 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 miniature work is just continues in this fran- in this era to be top notch. There's a note of a, a funny scene that I, I took where I. So we've talked about everything that I wanted to talk. About. Yeah, I just wrote, "Why is this moron wearing a business suit to an island exploration?" Um, <laughs> Gotta look fresh, dude, and like, and like, and the thing is, like, they do it up. Like, he looks like he's been sweating the suit. I'm like, why is he wearing this to begin with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, great. I, it, I was so annoyed. It's the only thing he brought. <laughs> I, I mean, remember his suitcase. That's all he had. I'm trying to think of, of the stuff that I like. I mean, obviously, the fights are good. I. I love the cosmos. I thought they were were pretty good. the The interpersonal relationships were okay. Like I, I appreciate the effort, but like they make they make our lead kind of too much of a buffoon to really root for. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, actress phenomenal. I like him, but like every time like he's serious, all of a sudden he just dials it back, and I'm like, there's a good character here. They're just not writing it. Yeah. But I don't think that any in particular like stood out outside of just the fights. Honestly, oh, you know what? Uh, Batra's transformation into <laughs> the Imago like just looks so metal. I, it's so funny. I, it's like the, 
they, they they give up on the whole, you know, this is a, you know, emerging butterfly. And he just like summons lightning nah, and goes, nah. I'm a, I'm a murder hornet, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty funny. And it, it, it's just very plot. It's like now I'm this form. <laughs> yeah. What, what about you? I mean, there, there's a couple of things. I, I mean, I, I usually don't like the larval form of Mothra, but when it clamps down and, and bites Godzilla's tail <laughs> in the movie and it's, it's <laughs> rational about the ocean, I, I was like, wow, this is, is a Showa era thing that happened. And, you know, they got to look pretty cool in the Heisei era. But yeah, one of my favorite tropes of the legendary series, I, I guess this is the first time it's really been depicted is we get to see cave paintings of Mothra and, and Batra fighting in this film. And that is something that, well, obviously the, the Gamera movies is, is kind of going to, to pick up on a little bit, or I guess already has with the origin of, of, of Gamera is kind of like an ancient being, but a lot of the other Godzilla movies will bring this up as well as the Godzilla Saurus or, or whatever it is. These kind of giant creatures have existed for a long time. And that is the main conceit of the legendary films that these Titans have been around longer than people. And yeah, they, they can live a long time and, and be around for a long time. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I think final wars does that as well. We get some, mm-hmm. some history in, in final wars. that's very similar. Uh, this movie did very well in the theaters sold over 4 million tickets in Japan alone. It is the highest tally for the Heisei Godzilla series and the best result for any Godzilla film. I think since Gator, the three headed monster, I think perhaps maybe at this point, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla was still like (laughs) 10 times as popular or something crazy (laughs) along those lines. Uh, It was the highest grossing film in Japan for 1993, which does not happen very often. No, It, it would get surpassed. And I think both ticket sales and, and total sales by Shin Godzilla, uh, <laughs> uh, a good deal later, you know, more than 20 years later. But yeah, that it's I, honestly, it's very surprising that that it did this well. But yeah, I mean, here I am making an impassioned plea for like, hey, give give us, you know, more artful kaiju films. And they're like, yeah, but we just we made all the money. Like <laughs> it, it's like Hulk in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Big monster. It's all that matters. I mean, that's that's why we weren't here. So, I mean, there is that. But like, I don't know, once once you kind of had like certain like fine things, you're like, I I can't go back to canned peaches, (laughs) (laughs) canned peaches. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, audiences in Japan at the time, especially women, uh, potentially children as well, love this so much that indeed, while it would take another couple of years before we saw the the death of Godzilla. The re- rebirth of Mothra would happen only a year after that in 1996, and then would have two sequels in, in 1997 and 1999. So almost every year of the 1990s, Toho had a very large kaiju film out, which is pretty, pretty amazing. You know, it's a lot of. It's a lot of output, <laughs> Miles. This this thing in the notes, uh, the the other bit of legacy for this film that I wanted to point out was indeed Shusuke Kaneko sent a a card asking <laughs> producers for for Toho to let him direct a film, and when he did not, 
get a response back, went over to Dae, not Toei. I, I said Toei before, but Dae to talk about rebooting game. Oh, was it? I, th- I thought Dae was gone by then. Uh, well, no. I mean, it's like, you know, Dae 3.0 or whatever yeah. it is, but that that is who's who's making the the Heisei Gamera trilogy. So if he had been chosen as director of this film, and I don't even, I don't even think we mentioned who who directed um, Godzilla versus Mothra. This is Takao Okawara. Uh, yes. So, it, they, so they, they didn't go with the same writer director as you know Kazuki Amori for versus King Ghidorah, but Kazuki Amori did write the script for this. So the the, the same <laughs> script problems we have with that film probably persisted here because of that. Yeah, and he so he pops up several times in in this on well, this franchise. Well, this franchise, but this era. But yep, he was also directing next week's movie. Yeah, but he worked on the Return of Godzilla and a, a movie that we have brought up several times, but uh, have not watched. Is he was the fourth assistant director on the submersion uh, of Japan, uh, which right. was known as Tidal Wave here, and which. Makes me super happy because it's one of my favorite disaster films of all time. I, it's a masterpiece. Haven't seen the Roger Corman uh, American Cup cut of it, and I'm kind of worried too. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, got some sci-fi chops, uh, and I certainly see you know that here. But yeah, I I, 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 I struggle with this one a little bit. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about our ratings for this film from personal enjoyment, the technical aspects to where it stands as an evocative piece of art in the Kaiju canon. I'm, I'm pretty high on this one. It's yes, you are. It's uh, you know, so much of that is nostalgia fueled. Like I said, sure. Mothra versus Godzilla. One of my favorite Showa era films. And this one does, it goes to painstaking lengths to, to recreate a lot of, of what made that uh, movie amazing. And and part of that is that soundtrack coming back and um, Akira Ifukube doing such a great job with this one. But yeah, I, I do think that this is where the Heisei series kind of hits its stride because the, the first three movies are so different from one another, <laughs> you know, from, mm-hmm all the technical aspects to the, also the dark like, and gritty first two. And then the very wacky third. <laughs> yeah. How they were received. Well, I don't know. The, 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 the versus Pylante is such a beautiful movie. This one reminds me of that in some ways, mostly because the score is so it's affecting still a dark here. movie though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this movie I think is very beautiful. I can understand why they made three Mothra films after this. I think maybe that is a bit too much. I would have liked to have seen some other kaiju kind of get yeah because no one else gets a, a top billing thing yeah i mean i just don't think angiris or rodan are, are carrying their own maybe <laughs> as far as but yeah but it it's it's understandable i'm still there's still a couple other films in the heisei series that i prefer more but uh, i mean this is the definitely the best one that's got mothra in it of of the, the modern era so yeah this is this is um, one of my favorite Mothras, and I'm I'm giving this a nine out of ten for personal enjoyment. Ooh. Enjoyed it a great deal, and I don't know. Almost all these Heisei movies are are close to nine out of tens for me, so it's hard to to really compare them too much. What about you, Miles? Cookie crumbled a little bit different for me. I don't have as much fun with this one. I really struggled, and and part of it is because of the script. I am constantly being like, wait, what? Huh? Wait, wait. How does this relate? And I mean, there, there are, 
this was a problem with King Ghidorah, but it's more of a problem with this one. Like, I'm already struggling with that, that this is more of a, a remake of Godzilla versus or Mothra versus Godzilla. And it's not hitting all the notes quite well. Mm-hmm. And the interpersonal story they're telling, like the concept is great. The execution is just kind of sloppy. And that's that's where I come away from a lot of the meat of this movie is it feels very sloppy. On the other hand, the kaiju work, the miniature work, the fights are all top notch. So this is by no means a bad movie. And it's certainly not a middling movie, but it's I struggled to give it a high score because I personally and this is what the personal doing part am so dissatisfied with the movie. So I I dock it pretty severely for enjoyment. I give it a seven out of ten. That, that's that's pretty. I mean, that's still a like a, it's very a good, good score. Film like, it's still a school, good movie. But, but like it, there, there's just so much that like just doesn't work for me that like I mean. Obviously, and this is gonna be true for all these movies. All I say movies. I'm not turning this baby off if it's on, but oh, I yeah. really struggled deeply to really enjoy this one as much as the others. And like, uh, not I. Mean, I. <laughs> uh. but, but barring one movie, this might be my least favorite of the Heisei era. Oh no no no! I, I'd I'd so much rather watch this over Return of Godzilla, but well, but maybe, but not Godzilla eighty five because you and I both <laughs> really had a good time with that one. Uh, we'll see what the score says. What what are you thinking about the technical? Uh, so the main reason I have such a problem with this movie is the script. I think the script yeah. completely sinks this movie. However, and and this this is different from my reasonings in the last one because I think I I docked it further, but. Despite the script being what it is, it's still a better script than versus King Ghidorah. And the actors are all very, very good. But you can't deny the technical wonder that they pull off with having both of these flying creatures work so well Mm -hmm. with this Godzilla suit. So, I mean, I got I got to dock it for that script. And that script is a huge, huge problem. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to eight out of 10. I think I think this movie really does succeed in its technical aspects. I think every aspect mm-hmm. of this movie sings. It's just the script. And and that wasn't true of versus King Ghidorah. Even the ripoff stuff the was delightful. The Indiana Jones stuff worked really, really <laughs> well, whereas the T2 stuff really didn't. Yeah, I mean, the, those aspects worked definitely better for me in this one. I'm also giving this an eight out of 10. I feel the the same thing that you said about the script make it hard. The the dialogue is not so much the problem, but some some of the the pacing and the the What's way Godzilla the actual storytelling. Yeah, the 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 way that it was laid out, um, besides being a little hard to follow in parts, um, just wasn't as as interesting as you know both of the original Mothra movie. And Mothra versus Godzilla, which are our main Mothra films, like all the other Mothra <laughs> Showa appearances are really cameos. One of them doesn't even turn into a a flying creature. It's just in larval form. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we even count this. <laughs> but yeah, an eight out of 10 for me there as well. Given this a nine out of 10 for its evocative nature. I Ooh. really do think that this is. You know, it, it's not as good as the those two Showa era movies I just mentioned, but is is very, you know, 
I don't I don't think it's just a shrewd business decision to bring back Mothra and and have him face off against Godzilla. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's just bringing back Mothra. That's the, the issue. I'm not I'm not I'm not adverse to bringing back old monsters. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish it had been. I think it should have been more of a like a grudge match between those two. I'm not sure how much Batra actually adds in. No, a Batra just looks cool. It's more monsters on screen. I mean, yeah. th- that, 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 that kind of economy, you're like, yeah, I, I, I get more monsters. Cool. I mean, look, I, I'll, I'll sit here and, and talk about, yeah, I want, I want this stuff for the, the art of cinema, but also you show me a bright, shiny creature. I'm like, Ooh, I, I, look, I, I'm not, I am not adverse to it either. I am as much of the problem as I am wanting a solution, but like, I yeah. see Bachelor, I'm like, oh, that, that, that is metal. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I do think this movie is important to both the Heisei series and, you know, we're going to see Mothra, you know, come back in the Millennium series. We're going to see this return series really help Toho in a lot of ways, keep that child audience engaged. And yeah, I don't think it's as important as the original Mothra versus Godzilla, which I think helped redefine that versus kind of format for the Showa era after it was set by King Kong versus Godzilla. But yeah, still I'm giving it a nine out of 10 for it's a of nature. What about you? Miles? Boy, I'm sticking with my eight. I, I think okay. um, it does have certainly a significance uh, despite the fact that it's not a movie we ever talk about anymore as much, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it led to Mothra getting her, her own trilogy, it kept the Heisei train going, being the most successful. And I mean, I can't say it doesn't follow, you know, kaiju tropes when it's basically remaking one of the better Showa era kaiju films. So it's it certainly does everything. But for me, like it just it's not, it not hitting those things as an original uh, piece of art does dock it a lot for me. But yeah, I can't, I can't say it's not important. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. OK, and that brings your score to a 7.6 mine to an 8.6 we're mean right in the middle there and, and given this one a, a podcast final of an eight so i'm, I'm fine I'm, with that my score rounded up was nine yours was an, an eight but that uh, I'm, I'm a little bit i'm a little bit below i do think this movie is is very good it earns a place in our kind of starred films at least on our our letterbox where <laughs> this is you know, all the films that we consider great are eight, nines and tens. And and this one definitely falls, I think, within that. But, uh, you know, like we say, on the, the lower bounds of it, for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love Mothra, but I, I like I said, I wish they'd done something other than remake Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that, that's really form. the sticking point for me. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, but if people want to yell at me for for that, <laughs> tell them where they can uh, they can direct those those insults. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want to find us online on social medias, we're at Kaiju versus history, whether that be Twitter or Blue Sky, maybe threads in the future. Our website is Kaiju versus history dot com. And you can email us at kaiju versus history at gmail.com send us in your thoughts on films uh, we'll talk about them on the air rate and review our show wherever you find podcasts you'll find us and those help other people find them there's a lot of kaiju podcasts out there but like yeah. i said there's 
there's none that I think go into the movies kind of like we do, which is why I wanted to start the podcast. And the aforementioned Letterboxd, you can see in five-star format what we've given every film we've watched and over a uh, hundred episodes now. And check like i said which ones we gave the the star to our our liked films are ones that we got we, we had given eight nines and tens to mm-hmm. so so yeah this one's like i said going on that list miles what are we doing next I, we've only mentioned it like five times but what, i know what, i know what it's comes, probably the most i've mentioned another episode but so well, what thank comes you, one year later <laughs> and thank you listeners and we'll catch you next time when the big g good times continue to roll as technically one day less than a full year after godzilla versus mothra we would get another excellent entry into the heisei series spoiler warning resurrecting another classic foe with a brand new design and origin this time that's right Tune in next week for History versus Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2.